Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week we're talking about welcome emails and the welcome flows that goes out to new customers and new prospects. Super important to get this right. and A lot of people make a lot of mistakes. So without further ado, let's get started. Good afternoon, Mark. I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I got up early to do podcast, and then you said, "Don't want to do it. Got too many kids, and I forced you to do it." And you said, "In your car." <laughs> yeah, no, in my when we first started doing the podcast. Yeah, I'm in my professional yeah. studio, and we just. Oh yeah, your professional yeah. studio. Are you in? I, I, don't, I suppose I was going to say you're in your Tesla, but you're probably not in your Tesla because you've gone long distance, haven't you? You've gone, must be in a different one. Well, an old, an old Land Rover. With it. Do you, do you find that you don't go in the Tesla? No, I, long, no, long I, do, I do, do go in the Tesla, but I wanted, I wanted an old Land Rover to go and tow things on beaches. And I'm in North Wales on holiday. And, um, yeah, like towing yeah. old jet skis and old boats nice. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Is it it's nice weather? Stunning today, yeah, stunning, lovely. Wasn't lovely. so good yesterday. Because really, in North Wales, if it's not good weather, there's not a lot to do. Well, I mean, there's Netflix. There's not a lot to do. And Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Netflix. Well, that's yeah. yeah. I think my kids are happy when it's raining. Well, I've got three daughters, and they're like, "Oh, it's brilliant. We don't have to go out." <laughs> Because all they want to do is yeah. stay in and go on their iPads. And I'm like, God yeah, sake. Look inside with enthusiasm. And they woke up this morning, yeah. it was a beautiful sunny yeah. day, and they're like, no, we're not going to go out. <laughs> I was like, come on. So I secretly turned the internet off, and I've told them that it's, it's some sort of error. I don't know what it is. I can't, <laughs> cannot, cannot understand. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do that with Ben when he was young. Um, anyway, today we're going to talk about welcome emails. And um, it's, it's really important to, to kind of think about what you're going to say when you first send them the emails. And we've, we've, we've done this before, and I think we'll just cover the, the main mistake that people make. And you see this a lot. It's basically the welcome email is not an excuse to, to fill the the above the fold content with a big welcome to our email list. You still see that. And I think because when we first started out, they weren't called welcome emails. They were just called an autoresponder series. So you used to have this autoresponder series. And, and when we had autoresponder series, no one ever put welcome at the top because it wasn't called the welcome series. And as soon as like the industry called it the welcome series, everybody <laughs> went and started putting bloody welcome at the top. And it's like, so it's not really what you're doing or why you do it. And um, yeah, so yeah. that was the first thing well, I, first I of all, to say. And go and have a look. At your why don't we just email. explain, look, just explain what the welcome series emails are. Because that's important to people that people yeah. know. Because because I I mean think lots of people will know, but some people say when when we say welcome, some people think it's when they've just bought and they're saying welcome to our brand. Thank you very much for our purchase. That's not mm. what the welcome mm. series emails are. The welcome series are pre-purchase. So this is this is before you have yeah. bought, and you have 
probably signed up to the newsletter um or some sort yeah. of pop-up or some sort of incentive which we did did we do we did a we did a podcast on the email site. yeah, yeah. A, couple of, a couple of weeks so ago, we did one a couple of weeks ago yeah. on how to get the email addresses and and how important it is um critically important actually if it should, you should definitely go and listen to that podcast if if you haven't already but yeah the welcome series is now once you've got the email what do you what do you do with it and i suppose there mm. there are just just touching briefly on the email data capture one we did the two main reasons why you'd want to capture email number one so you can aid the current purchase so you can try you can try and increase the conversion rate for the for this this purchase that has not yet happened but number two even if they don't purchase you're still building up a, an email database which you can then use for your you know your black friday your, your season sale offers so so what we're talking about here is is mm. is what you and i think that's probably the key like the objective isn't to tick a box in your clavier or mailchimp you know account oh yeah there's a welcome series it it is it is actually to to help bridge the gap between where the customer is or the pre you know the customer's not yet bought where that customer is psychologically where are they in that stage of being convinced to buy from you or feeling like they're actually going to buy to you like where are they and that that's the job it's trying to bridge the gap between them arriving on your site maybe having a look around signing up to the newsletter for whatever reason that you've 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 given them a reason to do and then buying so you think about it why why would a, a you know a, a welcome email that just says welcome well, that wouldn't that wouldn't it's not adding anything is it it's not adding any anything emotionally no. or psychology it's not adding any trust any credibility any reason to act now it's just a sort of and i think it often happens because i think quite often the email designs that you do you, you know i think you probably give to like a, your general graphic designer i think you kind of say right go go and make us some nice mm. email templates and they do it and it looks quite pretty and the subject line says welcome you know and it doesn't it doesn't say anything yeah. else it doesn't add any value well also you probably get a template from mailchimp or clavio and that they've probably said to their designers give us 40 different welcome email templates and you know they're not going to be great they're okay but then everybody's going to start using yeah. the same thing um but i actually think that the welcome email name is actually the wrong thing they know what we normally do when we say um we say don't physical think of having a physical shop right you would do the welcome as someone walked in the door. So if someone walked in the door, you'd say, hi, Ian, is this the first time you've been to Mark Hammersley's Shop of Horrors? And you'd go, yes, it is the first time I've been here. And then you'd maybe start a conversation. That would be the welcome. But in terms of a welcome email, it actually happens after the first visit. So basically you'd come into my shop, Ian, you'd have a look at around at my uh, Shop of Horrors. And then I would then you know, during the process, at some point, you gave me you gave me email address, and then you left the store, and then if I sent an email to you saying welcome to Mark Hammersley Shop of Horrors, it doesn't kind of make sense, does it? Because mm. you've just been in, and you've been looking around. If I was going to start a conversation with you after you'd walked out, it would be more about reassuring about the stuff you've been mm. looking at and why why you should come back. Because it's more of it's actually 
the first of most likely to be the site abandonment email. It's effective that they've abandoned the site, not bought anything or not added anything to the cart. And that's the email that you're sending first. Also, a lot of the time, if you've got an offer on, you know, if you've done, you know, the dreaded 10% off your first order uh, email pop-up or, or any pop-up, most of the time the email is going to be sent at that point. So you, you want to think about how people are signing up to your, your email list. When are they doing it and what position they are? Because if um, if they've abandoned the site and they've given you email address because they've got a guide or something like that, that's going to be very different than if they have asked for a coupon or signed it to an offer or something like that. That's going to be a different process in the sale. So where they are when they sign up is important and what email you send. And the... Yeah, I mean, basically, you've got to think about how long your sales cycle is, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. To work out how many Yeah, you've got to think, yeah, the main the yeah. main point is, is, well, I think, first of all, if you think about, you know, think about the six dominoes of e-commerce, because we were just chatting before, and, and we, we, we were just talking about some emails that we've been working with, and and the, the main the main bits of the welcome series email is to, it's to re-emphasize the core things that you've already done on your website which but, but the main bits is number one it's mm. it's the positioning because it's it's you know they may they may or may not have had too much awareness it makes no harm but to actually put the positions the positioning would be you know your busy restaurant test that'll be like the, the you know the instant positioning mm. you know uk's number one um you know online butchers or uk's number one fishmonger or whatever you know whatever your positioning trusted 30 years thirty thousand dollars ship you know rated you know like what what you know what is your your instant credibility positioning busy restaurant state that needs to be pushed right right at the top and and then and then it's then it's about the trust and credibility so i think it's positioning and trust and credibility that then the main things so obviously you know trust and credibility is all about evidence of tr of customers and third party credit credible sources saying it's great and and that they're, they're the main ones personally i would always have an offer my my own opinion is that I, I would always want to have some sort of offer in there but i would understand that that would that would be the buying window so it, you know if you if you take the take the principle of what i've just said you know the positioning and the trust and credibility and then the next one, which is the action, and sometimes the action is to help them discover products, to help them find the right product. And sometimes it's here, you know, here's here's a product, buy it. Here's the offer. Here's a reason to buy today. So let me let me tell you why that's different. And, and it, you've just you just nudged me because it's about the buying window. So if, for example, you're selling, let's say you're selling sofas for your house or, you know, outdoor garden furniture or something like that, something that takes a long time to buy. So maybe like 30, 40 days, which is a long time for like a sofa or a, you know, um, you know, a bed, you know, it takes a long time that, you know, you, you you're not going to go and send them, um, in the welcome series, you know, probably, they're probably not quite ready to buy. You know, so you you probably you want to aim those emails that call to action more on the discovery part of it. It's like here's how we you know help you find the right per the perfect sofa. And here's loads of you know you know you know styles and choices and things that you want to look at. But if you are selling, let's say you're selling a okay, my classic example, 
a car battery, which is very much a you know a short buying cycle. Um, it's probably about giving them a reason to act now, like today. You know, so you know the the, the battery the car battery online is an extreme example where it's like you know probably only got you know maybe twenty four hours to get the sale, then it's gone. So you're obviously your welcome series would be all highly they'll be close together you'd be you'd be almost combining like a a couple of weeks into a couple of days you know whereas the you know the the sofa is obviously takes a lot longer you know to to make the decision yeah and i think that that's 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 key i mean that you can kind of look at like if you if you run google ads there's a blue line under the graph at the top and that tells you how long it takes for your data to come in and you know, for, for the bedding site that we run, it's about three days. For other sites, it's maybe up to like 30 days. You know, it can actually get quite long. And that give you an idea of how long your welcome series needs to needs to be. And, and, and obviously, the, the longer the sales cycle, the, the more important that you get people to keep to stay on on the email list. So if it's a short sales cycle for bedding, you know, the first email can be all about you know, don't trust, you know, don't trust what we say, see what our customers say. And here's the offer. You know, it can be like instant uh, credibility, instant proof of the offer and, and getting the uh, and effectively going straight for the sale. If you've got a long sales cycle, the first email is is as much as, you know, you're trying to get the sale all the time because there will be some people who want to buy. But the first email is about selling their attention to stay on the email series so effectively because you know it's going to take um 30 40 days maybe to to sell something like a very expensive handbag or something like that the first email should be kind of like in the recipient's mind say something where they go oh i didn't realize it was Mm. that i didn't realize that this was part of this or let me give you an example and Let me give you an example because because I think yeah. you 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 were you were chatting to a company that was selling uh, really beautiful Chesterfield sofas recently, and you were coming up with a, yeah I a was. couple of you were coming up with a strap line, and I think like the welcome series for them like what what are they, you know they know that people want a very comfortable Chesterfield sofa that lasts a lifetime, so the welcome series starting point could be quite good. It could actually say. Why our Chesterfield sofas are the comfiest Chesterfields in the world? You know, so or for bedding, what do people want? They want, they want stunningly beautiful uh, bedding that feels amazing, that, that lasts a lifetime in the wash. So that so that the bedding welcome series could be, um, you know, why why our be- why our bedding is the most comfortable bedding that you'll ever you'll ever experience. You're kind of leading them in, which is almost, you know, you are, you know, you. it's an interesting point because it's part of the job to be done. And at the end of the day, you know, it, 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 somebody's come into your store. So obviously they've come online, but just imagine it's a physical store. Someone's come into the store. They've been browsing around. So you know that they are a qualified lead, a qualified customer. They're interested. They've, you know, there's legitimate interest there because they come into your store. So it's, you know, and you know that they're looking for something. You know, so you you probably know, you know what their what their what their anxieties are. You know what's in their head. You know, and if yeah. I'm if I'm looking at maybe three or four different bedding sites or or three or four different sofa sites who all selling Chesterfield sofas, 
you know, and then somebody somebody hits me with that. Why our why our Chesterfield sofas are the most comfortable in the world? Like, why 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 mm. why are they? Because I'm going to spend a couple of yeah. thousand pounds on a Chesterfield sofa. I'm going to buy from mm. like three or four of you know of these different people I'm looking at. And all of a sudden this comes through. And it's yeah. also then you know, qualified with massive trust and credibility. It's quite compelling, isn't it, as a, as a, as a positioning mm. piece? Yeah. And also, like, if you've got a long sales cycle, the first email should be indicating that we are going to help you choose the best sofa for you. You know, like, it's, it's not necessarily about here, bye, 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 DFS, you know, like that kind of style of email. It's, it's like... It, if you've got a long sales cycle and you've got a high average order value product, it's about, you know, stay in this email sequence. And by the end of it, you'll know exactly what you, you'll make a better decision. That's kind of the, 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 uh, the theme yeah. of it, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, so like people always ask like how many emails in the sequence? Um, and I, I think minimum three emails normally, and then probably maximum seven emails. Well, it depends and on your buying cycle. One of the things, yeah, it does depend. It depends yeah, on your buying yeah. cycle completely. Um, but it also it also depends on what other normal campaign emails you're doing as well. So mm. you know, because because if you if you if you were doing no emailing really, and you then just oh, we'll do a welcome campaign, do those and three emails, and like there's nothing there. Because if you think about it, what what you're what we're really trying to do with with email with pre-purchase email so getting the email address and uh, we're trying we're saying we're putting them into this like what mark and i call like a warm holding pen like they're sort of they're not they're not quite Mm. ready to buy but with you know they're interested they're getting closer but they're not ready to buy they're deciding about it and and you really want to to continually to warm them up so you're making them you know we're further validating our brand and then we then we're doing something that flushes them out so, we, so when we say that, we mean we're flushing out yeah. the almost buyers. So if you think about conversion rate optimization, think about trying to increase, increase your conversion rate. The key to understanding that is, let's say your site's converting at like 3%. Like if you want to get your conversion rate higher, you need, you need to focus on the next like 1%. So, you like the, so from 3% to 4%. Focus on, that, focus on, the, on those people like if you can just get more of people that should have bought that didn't and when i sometimes say that i think people think i'm assuming that the, you know people that should have bought that didn't buy which is which is the um you know the checkout i'm not really talking about that i'm talking about just if you can if you can get more because what tends to happen is if people are going to when people get into the checkout they tend to buy like you, you know they don't they don't they don't buy because the checkout was really easy they buy because we've we've gone through all the stages and steps um and if people want to buy they put up with a pretty enough checkout like they make you know it doesn't really make much difference so the the the, so when i say try and get you know try and get the next one percent of conversion rate up really it's trying to get more people at the start of the funnel into the funnel which is which is getting the email Mm. you know yeah, it's 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 basically getting trying to grab more of the email addresses of the people who are highly engaged on the site who don't move forward. So it, it, you know, there's, you're not going to grab the email addresses of people who bounce in, in less yeah. than a second. 
you know, that's not going to happen. But if someone's been on the product page for more than three minutes and been having a good look around, there's, there's buying intent there. And that, that those are the people that you yeah. want the email. I'll just say one thing. So it doesn't mean you have to wait no, three it minutes. And I'll just say, I'll just say one thing as well. The, the, the reason, the reason that we want emails and, and the whole, the whole process of this, because the, the welcome series really, you know, it, I mean, it's, we, we, I suppose in some respects, you know, there's another podcast on the abandonment series, which is check out abandonment. But, but if we all just, if we just put it into one pot for a moment, you know, what we're trying to do ultimately here is, is, is increase the conversion rate, which would increase the return on ad spend. So it basically means we're getting more revenue for the, for the same advertising budget um, because we've paid for the traffic. If it's paid traffic, if it's paid social or it's, it's Google, it's AdWords, we've paid for it. And so we want to try and get the most yeah. we can out of it. And, and, the, and if, somebody, um, if somebody doesn't buy there and then, and you don't have any email capture strategy in place, you know they've got they've gone, you know they're not and they're not coming back. They, you yeah. know, so y- this is this is why it's doing. This is why we call it a, a ROAS. And I think of, of all the things that we've done, you know, in terms of increasing the ROAS outside of this website, I think I think it's it's the email, it's the email because the email is the communication yeah. device of everything. So the email it's not doing anything new. The welcome series and the office. Well, look at the, you know, look at this. Yeah, look at this. The uh, the demo site on the weekend. Um, it did on Saturday. I think it did about twenty thousand pounds, which in US dollars is about I don't know, 30. gosh, probably not much more right. these days. Probably like twenty five or something like that. Um, of that amount, half of that was new customers, and that was from an email. That was from an email offer. So. You know, if we hadn't captured the emails, then we'd only have the existing customers because that would be the only people on the email list, and we would have done half the revenue that day. So it, it makes a big difference to our recruitment ROAS the fact that we've got high high data capture on yeah. that site. And you know, without that tailwind from the email, we we would you know it'd be a very different business. We wouldn't be able to spend as much on on the on the paid advertising. And so it, it, it makes sense what we're sending to those people at the first emails. And this is what I was talking to you a little bit about before, about what I'm starting to do now is because you want to have a way of improving the welcome series, right? because you have a welcome series and it gets sales. And then you may upgrade the welcome series and see if, you, if it does any better. But of course, it's a completely different time and you might be getting different emails and different seasonality. So the what we do now, and you can do this in Clavion, and, and you can do, I'm pretty sure you can do it in MailChimp and the other ones as well. Basically, you have two welcome series and you split test them. You split test, you know, person A goes into welcome series A, person B goes into welcome series B. Now, I wouldn't do this unless you've got um, a data capture rate and you're capturing more than, I mean, how many emails a day? Maybe, maybe gosh, let, let's say a month. If you're not capturing more than um, probably 3,000 emails a month, I wouldn't split test your welcome series because you're not going to have enough data to go off. So up to that point, I'd just have one and just kind of make sure that's that's the best. But let's say you are capturing more than 3,000 emails and you can split it down into welcome series A and welcome series B. What you can then do 
is have a segment to say they've opened welcome series A and these other segment has opened welcome series B and then make sure they've opened it. And then you can see how that segment performs in your subsequent email. So let's say you send um, a big sale email out. Let's say there's a weekend, it's maybe it's King's birthday weekend or something like that. You send a big email out for that. You can then look at those segments and say, well, the people that opened Welcome Series A converted a lot better than the ones on Welcome Series B. So that must mean that Welcome Series A has actually positioned them better and warmed them up better. And the other segment you can do is actually whether they've clicked on Welcome Series A or clicked on Welcome Series B. So that's also because ultimately you're trying to work out whether the Welcome Series is actually putting them into the right mindset to actually buy in the future. Um, because most people, and, I, and I've done this for years, is most people look to the Welcome Series and judged it solely on whether the Welcome Series sells mm. product. Whereas really, a lot of the time the sale is probably done by the big offers that you've got blasting out to the main list. And what we want to see is, is an actual increase of the engagement with, with those emails. And the other thing that I actually do sometimes is I actually have a segment of the uh, list not get the welcome series at all, just to check that the welcome series is actually useful for that for that list. Because, um, you know, the demo store, for example, it's got some really big offers going out. Does the, uh, and, and you were saying before that when, as soon as they get the uh, yeah. the coupon and they sign up, there's, there's a big unsubscribe, yeah. they get the email and they just unsubscribe straight away. You know, if we didn't send them anything, and they got the offer email. Do we make more? Do we make more money? Yeah. Um, so it, 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 it's it's all about testing. Uh, you know, it, it, even I mean that's quite radical. It is it's not actually even saying it is quite anything, radical. But, it's quite radical, but it's, but it's we've got. I mean, we've got some great stats on on that particular business. We you know we've got like a a, a form completion rate of over twelve percent. So the pop up that pops up, we got we got over twelve percent of people fill it in. Um, and we were looking at the unsubscribe rates of the whole list, and we're like, God, it's like really, it's really, it's quite high. It's like a three point six percent on the Welcome Series getting a three point six percent unsubscribe, which is quite high. Mm. Um, but it's because we've got so many people filling in that pop or that data capture pop up, um, mm. uh, which of course is the reason we've got is because we've got a great offer. Um, which we've obviously built in, built in the pricing architecture, which is, which is how we can do it. But um, the, yeah, so the, so we're experimenting with actually delaying the welcome series, so it's not it doesn't go straight away. Because normally standard practice is you send the welcome welcome series immediately. The first one goes straight away, you know. But it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Just started to test it to see what happens if we delay it, um, and we'll just be. Yeah. See you can't do that yeah. if. They get sent the coupon in. No, the email. that's right. Obviously, yeah. you know, what we do is once they once they fill it in, we auto apply the coupon on the site anyway. So they don't need the email because it's already applied. But if obviously if they have to wait yeah. for the coupon and you delay it an hour, that's it's not going to be fun for them. Um, but I, I think in terms of structure, like let's say you were going to do three emails, the the the, the, the structure of those three emails we, we we always talk about is have like one main message per email one thing one big theme for it because otherwise those emails tend to become like a 
cluttered homepage where you have a carousel banner where you go, I don't know what to tell them. Yeah. There's so much to tell them. I'm going to have eight carousel banners where I'm just going to tell them everything. And you know, when we when we don't take the complexity out of the sale um, by honing our messaging down to one important messaging, the customer gets confused and the customer starts thinking. We don't want the customer to think. We want them to just you know absorb the information. And so the, the email one is, you know, let's say you've got a shorter buying cycle. Most people have. Most people have it within a week, to be honest, um, is you make it easy for people who are ready to buy to buy. And what one thing do you want them to understand about us? So that that's really the question you want to answer on the welcome series email. So, you know, if, if you're selling something, is it that you are, you know, because a lot of people say, when they sign up to some of our programs and I ask them, what's the reason why someone buy from you? And they go, oh, we've got great service. Uh, we've uh, pride ourselves in service. And it's like, you go to the homepage and it's like, well, how am I going to know that from the site? And so if, if you're standing out on service, you, you want to overwhelm them with, you know, you know uh, testimonials, quotes. Yeah, so, so go, what I would like do, what I would go, yeah, I'd, go, I'd go through your, your reviews that you've had. You know, and just 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 look at them and go, like wow. And you look at them and go, when I, I do this all the time, I look at them and go, look at that. That is amazing, right? That review there, that little title, you know, it summarizes the job to be done. It hits the main anxiety, and it's a, it's just an absolute, it's gold dust. And you know, so the welcome series should be full of these. It really should be. You know, yeah. and I'll, I'll just say something as well. You know, like like your customers are not stupid. Right. They are they are highly probably highly intelligent human beings, okay? And you know, there is no magic thing. Like sometimes when people do the welcome series emails, like the the e commerce brands, I think sometimes they're so lazy and they think, Oh, I've done my welcome series, so people are gonna magically buy. That you know, that would be like you having a shop on the high street, people coming in, having a look around, and then going outside like 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 as if they are like complete numpties waiting outside the shop you come out with a with a with like a tannoy going right you there you 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 can come back in now and buy oh okay i'll come back in and buy like that because that that's basically if you don't think about if if your welcome series are not adding any value to your um the perception of your brand the trust and credibility you know going into the job to be done reducing anxieties if they're not doing any of those things you know you are you you are doing the equivalent of standing outside your shop with a tannoy going can you come and buy please like it's just it's just it's just mm. so lazy and just think about how you're going to bridge the gap between making that customer make the decision because your customers this customer that you're trying to target with your welcome series they could go and buy from anywhere and there's something that you've said. You said this a couple of weeks ago, and I've, I must have said this about six times in the last two weeks. You said that that you know, in most cases, the your e-commerce brand is not going to grow market share. It's going to steal market share. So you're going to steal a sale off somebody else. So you have to give people a reason to come and buy from you. You've got to think about why would I buy from myself? What is it that we are offering yeah. that we can that we can do? And the second thing you said as well 
is that you said there's no such thing as brand loyalty. There's only brand preference. So, the, you know, the assumption that, oh, well, we've got them on the Welcome Series. They're definitely going to go buy from us. They own from us. They're only looking at us. Probably looking at bloody loads of other people. So my, my overwhelming message with mm. this little rant is go and look at your Welcome Series. And, and, and are, is it adding any value whatsoever at the moment? And the, and the number one people don't buy when they're looking at your welcome series is they're just not sure whether or a they need to buy in the first place like do they even want this thing never mind should i buy it from you because <laughs> they're not even you know something mm. sometimes they're just browsing you know they're just having a look so you know you've got you've got to sit you've got to, you've got they've got to be adding value and are you right pick what you know pick one message for each one you know but i but i think like when yeah. you go back to the first point you made like the the biggest thing we still see is that people go the, the welcome series literally say welcome, you know, which a is mm. stupid because mm. they've already come in the store and had a look around, you know. So yeah. Anyway, run over. And sometimes, sometimes calling out the actual biggest competitor because online we all think that our competitor is another online competitor, but often the biggest competitor could be. The local the supermarket or the yeah. supermarket or doing nothing yeah you know like when we work with a big gym chain uh i can't remember where it was it's a huge gym chain and they uh they said that, well, the biggest competitor is the person doing nothing taking no action it's not joining another gym it's like them deciding not to do anything and so um that then led us to you know mine their reviews and find the reviews where someone people were saying I'm so glad I finally went to the gym. It's made it totally changed my life. You know, it was like those. So we kind of like found reviews that actually talk to the actual competitor. So like you, you'll see, you'll see them like, you know, like so much better than I can find on the high street. Those kind of reviews we want to bring out because often the biggest competitor is either doing nothing, putting it off or um or buying it um at their at their local yeah. store so that it's, if you've got it, that in it's your very business, true that you want to hunt for those it's very true that and as a brand owner as an e-commerce brand owner you often get obsessed with your competitors and you think that mm. you're, you're competing against them and often i don't think you are yeah i think you're often competing against a no, yeah I, doing I think, nothing you, you, putting up with what you've got because let's face it mm. most e-commerce purchases people don't need your stuff that you're selling like they they want them, but they don't need them. Yeah. Um, unless it's unless a, it's a, a distressed distress purchase, purchase, like a fridge hinge or a battery, car battery. Yeah. But yeah, and the second thing is, yeah, I think um, I think there's you know the high the you know not to bash the high street because it's fantastic, uh, but I think sometimes the competitor is is the high street, the traditional bricks and mortar store that they can still go and buy yeah. buy from and do what you know, which obviously has its benefits. Yeah, it's not always an online yeah. competitor. No, I, and I think the high street's evolving, isn't it? The high street's evolving to be much more experiential, and that's where that's where yeah. it's going to go. And online will take some of the things that it, it did, and you know that no no longer can the high street just pack them high and sell them. You know, it's they have to do more than just being a warehouse. Um, but in in terms of coming back to welcome series and, and where people focus. Like if you if you I mean there was a big survey that they talked about email marketers top initiatives, and the thirty four percent of them were actually focusing on increasing subscriber engagement, 
15% were on improving segmentation. 12% um, was on improving data analysis, but only 6% were actually focused on growing the email opt-in list, which is, which is crazy really, because it, if you increased, let's say you were getting like a 6% opt-in and you got it to 12%, it would, it would double the, it would double everything you got getting from your welcome series and your email straight away. And mm. so like we did do that podcast a couple of weeks ago. So that that's really where we want you to focus because like getting more emails will always, always outperform um, a better welcome series email. Like if you can double your welcome, your sign up, it's going to be better. It's only once you've kind of maximized your data mm. sign up and you go like, oh, we're pretty sure we've, we've got it to the highest we can possibly get that, that then the next domino is, is actually improving the welcome series and making sure uh, it says the right things because otherwise you just, you know, you, you haven't, it's, you haven't, um, you haven't. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the, the other thing right. to just mention too, which and I don't want to get into the whole GDPR thing because I know it's different in America and all over, all over the world, but as default, lots of the email tools like Clavio, MailChimp uh, will have double opt-in as standard. Um, yeah. And I cannot tell you the impact that has on your your email database. Why can't you well, tell me? Because it, well, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can. It's massive. That's what yeah. it is. It's massively detrimental. Yeah. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get in the whole legal jargon, but the whole the whole GDPR thing was was just. Which is crazy, um, but our own brands, our own e-commerce brands. Um, I I have noticed that when we launched, we launched a couple of brands of our own in the United States recently, and we we by mistake left the double opt-in on on uh, on on, on mm. one of on one of them, and the checked about a month later thinking oh how do I, you know how the email database how big is that how big is that because we we check we check how how big our email database is growing for all the brands you know as a standard kpi uh, you know at, at you know specific times and i was like why is that so low because the form submission was quite good and the email database was so mm. low and it's because that it we left double opt-in on and mm. you know subsequently well, it would have it it would have cost it. us I mean, I literally, I literally think it was we we would have got we were getting about ten percent of what we should have got. So we should have got like a hundred percent. We were getting about ten percent, which mm. extreme, extremely detrimental to how how we were growing it. Yeah, I don't think anybody, any big site we've come across is actually using double opt-in. Yeah. Who comes to us, and certainly no one's been. Certainly, no one's been fined for it. Um, I, I, what they seem to be wanting is is uh, making sure that on the opt-in form where they opt in, there's clear text to say you, you you're signing up to the email list. Well, I think and, and I, I think generally, I mean, you know, I mean, we're not no lawyers. exactly. We're saying not lawyers, and which is why don't I was, take our advice. I was, do what you want if you have to. If you want to have double opt-in, well, exactly. Have it. <laughs> I mean, I know we've got we've got we've got people that work work for me, you know, and they'll say, "Oh, we've got to have double opt-in. We've got to have double opt-in." And I'm yeah. like, "Okay, right. Well, 
Yeah. You know, okay. If you want to, if you want to have ten percent of your effectiveness, <laughs> fine. But you know, I didn't yeah. say we're not lawyers, and but I would say if anybody wants to talk to me about it, come and speak to me personally, because it's a massive, yeah. massive, yeah. massive area, um, and I well, wouldn't want to. If you think about it, yeah. If you think about it, like. Like the amount of people, you, you go to a website, there's an offer pop-up, right? And it says, do you want 10% off your first order? And you go, yes, here's my email address. Like now there's a percentage, let's say you didn't have to opt, double opt-in. You can see that the, the unsubscribe rate from that email is quite high because people are going, oh, I don't want that. I'll just unsubscribe. But they've got to do something. And then the rest of the people, if you have double opt-in, they put their email address in and then they get that double opt-in. They go, do you want to subscribe? You go, no. like, you're asking them twice. And they go, Actually, no, I won't. No, they I'm don't. No, and so they and then and then like in 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 world A where they you didn't have double opt in, they get the offer at the weekend. They go, well, that's interesting. Bloody hell, that's a really good offer. I'm going to buy. And in in the world B, they never oh. get it because like even though we think we don't want to get emails, we still actually respond to them. Yeah, and that's it. We're just not. We're just completely irrational. Yeah. We don't want them. Nobody yeah. wants to start your email. Nobody wants to receive emails or a pain. But yeah, we we do. We do respond, and yeah. and they do work. Because we're in the market for that. Yeah. We're in the market for it. Well, it's like asking you know? somebody, would it's you like ever you go... want to see a billboard or a TV ad ever again? No, I don't want to see them. I it's never, like, no. I never want to see them again. Yeah, but but you do watch yeah. them, and then you do take them in, and they're yeah. there for a reason. It's the same with email, and it's a, it's the same. Yeah. I... And sometimes, sometimes I see a billboard and it's like of a, of a new TV series or something. I go, oh, that'd be mm. quite interesting to watch. And I, I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. But like, if you'd asked me, do I want to see billboards? I'd say no. And this is, but yeah. Then, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just the way so it works. So I think that's, that's just one, that is one point to do, to mention. Whether or not you want to end on that point, if you've got anything else yeah. to say. But but it is, a, it is a big, simple one that I have noticed. Um, and it seems to be some of the smaller businesses that still have double ups in turned on. Mm. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, if you'd had that turned off yeah. in the last five years, you probably would have made another million pounds. Um, obviously, I made yeah. that up completely. That stat, but I, I, <laughs> I do see, I do see. They, I turned that off straight away. But anyway, that's not for me to say. Go and ask yeah. your lawyer. But come and speak to me yeah. privately, and yeah. I'll tell you what I would do. Yeah, I can. It, it maybe understand what that might be, but uh, um, I think I, the the only other thing I, I think we would mention is uh, some text based emails. So some people have had a lot of success in e-commerce by inserting um, a non HTML text based email into the into the welcome mm. series because. They they get so blind to those big email, HTML emails with all the imagery that some text text emails can really cut through the clutter because just of how we're used to being uh, uh, talked to on email and often the shorter the better can work really well. So and they should look you know, like uh, they are emails from a, a real person like you've said. Yeah, that. you know we yeah. did we. Oh, we've had a lot yeah. of success with those kind of the one, emails. The one that worked, the yeah. one that worked really, really well. Actually, we're submitting it. I don't know if you know this, Mark, but you, we're submitting this to an award for Clavio, the most most effective oh, yeah. um, autoresponder, is for an art gallery, and it's a conversational types email. 
um and it's based mm. on what what artists they were they were following or browsing and then it'll send an email from oh, yeah. a per, from a, from a, it looks like a, you know a real person called i think it's called alex mm. and um and the email's very very cleverly written so it's just like a like a one one line sentence but it's subtly different so that it's not the same every time and 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 it looks like mm. it's genuine and it's fresh and um that was just a game changer for for the art gallery, online yeah. art gallery. Yeah, it was. How long have they been? Running um, that? Very about been running about that? six months now. You know, but before, right. behind, I mean, it's, it's essentially it's like a it's, it's generating leads. You know, this is this is you know this is how yeah. this is. It was something that we wanted to do right from the start when we started working with this art gallery. We just couldn't quite couldn't mm. quite get to that point. Um, but we managed to get there, and it was just—it was really, really cool what we did. Mm. You know, it wasn't this big glitzy mm. HTML email; it was a conversational starter. Yeah. So basically, if they kind of looked at a Rembrandt, they go, "You'd send him and say, oh, um, are you interested?'" Yeah, in it was much. Yeah, and it Rembrandt wasn't so like yeah. you know aggressive that it was. You know, it wasn't too. You know, it it was genuinely. You know, an an. an are you still going to buy a Rembrandt? Yeah. <laughs> I just bought one on the yeah. phone. God's sake! Yeah. yeah, no, but it was good. I mean, you 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 really trying to say? I mean, because sometimes the you know cutting through all the HTML glitzy you know lovely graphics mm. just just totally cuts through you know the clutter really. Yeah, especially if you do want to start conversations. No, no good yeah. if you're selling like chocolate bars. You yeah, don't have a conversation with someone yeah. who's buying a high average order really value. Small. But if if they're high, yeah, yeah. they're buying something certainly a piece of art. Like a fine couple sense. of thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I better I better leave you to go yeah. rescue your three children you've left <laughs> running around the house. <laughs> I know. Wait, I don't know what I'm going to go into. Fire. And there's no Wi-Fi yeah. as well. Um, so God knows. Uh, oh my God. Oh. God. <laughs> Probably be like going on to like what's that book where they have children on the island? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. And they uh, and they, they the adults find them eventually. And they've set up tribes oh. and stuff. Treasure Island, the old one, but wrote written in nineteen. No, I can't remember. Pop it in the comments. <laughs> Tell us what it is. Yeah. Everybody will know what it is. <laughs> All right. Cheerio. Bye. See you soon. Okay. Bye.